Welcome to Middle Age Can Be Your Best Age, the show designed to help make middle age your prime time of life by defying the notion that once you reach 40, 50, or even 60 years old, your crowning achievements are all behind you. Regardless of whether you're just approaching 40 or are firmly entrenched in your middle years, it's time to launch your very own personal journey toward a joyful and purpose-filled second half of life. Each week, host Roy Richards, an expert on midlife renewal and author of A Midlife Challenge, Wake Up, will discuss the challenges common to middle age and help guide you to a brighter tomorrow. Now, here's Roy. Well, welcome to the current installment of Middle Age Can Be Your Best Age. We continue our series of programs on your work day, the job or business, on uh, how to have a good time while you earn a living. And let me begin the program with some sobering news baby boomers, really anyone older than around 45, ladies and gentlemen, that's most of us, so often uh, have it tough when it comes to landing a new job and sadly at times even keeping our current one. In this modern high-tech world, it seems like the ideal prospect for skilled professional employment and promotion keeps getting younger and younger. A few years back, I saw a Dilbert cartoon that really hit the nail on the head. In it, during an executive meeting, the CEO suddenly looked distracted, disrupted the proceedings, then asked an assistant to please change his dirty diaper. (laughs) Well, it's not quite that bad yet, but it is extremely crucial that those of us over 45 appear, act, and speak young, positive, and energetic. And along with demonstrated competence, that's the best way to get hired for or promoted into that dream position that will help you advance your career. And wouldn't it be great if almost all of us could afford to retire in our early to mid-50s to pursue personal passions through our extended golden years? But unfortunately, that's not the case. A 2014 survey revealed that 60% of Americans have less than $25,000 saved and invested for retirement. And the sad reality is many of us will need to work longer, perhaps even beyond normal retirement age, to fund a financially comfortable retirement. And sadly, we may be hampered by ageism and low-ball salary offers just for starters. Then there's that favorite hiring manager line, code words for blatant age discrimination. You appear to be overqualified for our position. (laughs) How about some sound advice on how to get hired for that dream position after age 45 or 50? And also how to keep your present job, receive deserved promotions, and remain gainfully employed for as long as you want or need to work. And I've got some good news for you. Uh, I found just the right person to offer this advice. And uh, my guest is career coach Diane Huth, also an esteemed author, who has a brand-new book due out uh, in October called Brand Rebrand You to Reinvent Your Career. And Diane Huth loves helping other folks succeed and finds innovative and out-of-the-box ways to help them reach their goals. She's a 30-plus-year veteran marketing superstar and has held top-level marketing slots at household name companies like Johnson & Johnson, Carnation, Nestle, and CBS Cable. She subsequently switched to startup companies where she helped launch innovative new products and services. And uh, she's author of a previous book intended for graduating students seeking their first job, but now she's turned her attention to helping us at middle age. And hello, Diane. It's great to have you with us today. 
Well, thank you. It's a real pleasure to be here with you, Roy, and with your your listeners. Uh, out of curiosity, why do you label yourself as the accidental career coach? <laughs> well, as you mentioned, I'm not a human resource prof- professional. I'm not a recruiter. I'm a marketer. I've been doing brand marketing forever. Yeah. A few years ago, as part of my transition in my middle age, quote middle age, I started teaching night school at two oh, different yeah. universities, and I'm teaching yeah. graduating seniors yeah. with a marketing degree. Uh, on how to do marketing, and I discovered that they don't have a clue on how to market themselves for a job, how to get a job. So I wrote my first book to teach them to use the marketing skills that I'm teaching in class and and to use them to market themselves. So I'm I'm here by accident, but it is a passion I want to share with people, is we as a community are not teaching young people how to get a job, and we are, as you said, our, our, our baby boomers and our, anybody over millennial age is often getting left behind in the job yeah. search because everybody wants that new uh, millennial talent, or they think <laughs> they do, and they don't necessarily uh, make it easier for people in their 40s, 50s, definitely in their 60s, to keep their jobs, yeah. much less to find a new job. The stats are that... Um, People over 50, your baby boomers, basically, are unemployed twice as long as the younger generation. (laughs) And when they do, they're hired back into positions of the same skill level, often at one-third less money. Oh, that's real cute. (laughs) It's really um, depressing. And when you look at the reasons, and I've done a lot of soul searching. I have a millennial son. He is 28 years old. He makes more money than I do. He's out of college three years, and he is earning more than I do right now because he's in a high-tech startup. He's a millennial. He's part of that that, um, young demo that companies are going after, and I'm I'm doing a lot of soul searching. Why do they not value what we bring to the party often in terms of experience, experience, you know, personal soft skills, a whole bunch of things, why are they choosing the millennials? <laughs> and one of the things that I've learned in this process, and it's everything in life is a journey, you know that, Roy, yeah. Yeah. is um, that companies are changing. Um, they are become, they're, they're following the Silicon Valley trend. They want yeah. to be, and these are some keywords, agile. They want to move fast, <laughs> agile, transparent, open, mobile, yeah, yeah, those are all the words of the day. That's the society that they want. Yeah, My Silicon is, Valley is magic, you know, and it's where everybody seems like. But, but they have brought some best practices, which are very interesting. One thing is like what's called agile workforce, where, yeah. where um, you work as teams as yeah. opposed to people having offices and you do your little root, you know, work that you've done along. You have teams that work together to meet goals and that you have shared responsibility. Um, my son says, you know, we, I, have, I have an office full of paper. I'm drowning in paper. I'm trying to manage paper. My son says they have an office that's paperless. Everything is done online <laughs> with shared apps, that they have one printer per floor for 100 people. And they don't use paper. Everything is done online through technology. And well, I don't know. You know, we can get, that's a whole separate uh, area of discussion of whether a lot of that makes sense. Some of it may not. But uh, tell us about not, the, That's what's happening today. Yeah. And, and we in our middle age, I'll call myself middle age, thank you yeah. very much. Um, we in our middle age have to adapt to these trends and not fight them. Yeah, well, tell us about the five biggest mistakes that baby boomer job seekers make and how to avoid them. Well, 
there's a lot of those. Um, the, the biggest one that people have to do is they have to become technologically savvy. If yeah. you are not technologically savvy, you will be really behind the times. And this is not just learning to use your basic word skills, but it's living a digital life. Oh. Um, so it means keeping your calendar on your phone, throw out that paper calendar. I know you love it, but throw it out. It I keep getting these free, free calendars from charities. I have to throw them all out. <laughs> I throw them all out. Everything is done on my phone. Um, you have to have a smartphone. You have to use your smartphone. Don't ever take a newspaper to work. Oh, I no, I can't even. i, I got to get rid of the newspaper. They keep raising the price because nobody takes them anymore. <laughs> well, if you enjoy your, your newspaper, enjoy your Sunday edition or your weekend edition, yeah. whatever. But that is a sign of ageism. It means you're not with it. You should be getting your news digitally. Um, And and one of the things that you shouldn't be doing is um, positioning yourself as your boss's grandfather or grandmother. Get all those wonderful pictures of the kitties, you know, and their yeah. their their projects. Don't take them in the I Love Grandma, you know, um, yeah. and put on your desk. Hide those things. Keep them for personal, but you don't yeah. want to be positioned. You want yeah. to look at least 10 years younger so you can fit in. And you want to adopt um, young habits. That may mean going to Starbucks and having your Starbucks cost. Yeah. Uh, it may mean having um, high-tech gadgets. Um, that are signs like an Apple Watch or your (laughs) Fitbit. Those are are icons of a younger generation that they can relate to. So you may very well end up with a boss who's 30 years old, who's 20 years younger than you. How do you relate to that boss? You have to look younger. You have to act younger. You have to have younger triggers. And you really need to tech up. That's what I say for all of, of anybody who's looking um, yeah. keep their job or find a new job, and I call it tech up, which means yeah. really bring up those technology skills. Yeah. It's well, hard for us. How the heck do we respond to an interviewer who suggests we're, quote, overqualified, which that, means we probably aren't teched up? That is my favorite answer. I believe that every person over the age of 30, every professional, should have their own consulting company. Cool. And that consulting company consists of a web page with three pages that shows your skills, that talk about what you do, that becomes an online portfolio. It's a business card that talks about whatever your skill set is. And you don't even need to incorporate or any of that stuff. You'll probably never make any money from your consulting company. But what it lets you do is not go through human resources, but network directly with the hiring manager where you can meet and network. And then you say, hey, I would like to come and talk to you. If they say you're overqualified for a job, your answer is, well, of course I'm overqualified for this job. I bring you (laughs) 20 or 30 years of world-class, you know, top company experience. That's great those skills to your company, and it can be on a contract basis as opposed to a full-time employment basis if you want to. I can help you implement those industry best practices, and I can help you staff up the position. If and when you feel that my extensive portfolio of skills is no longer needed, then you can bring in other people. But right now, I bring you a skill set that nobody else on your radar has. Or if you think I'm overqualified, you're more than welcome to increase my compensation. <laughs> I wouldn't say I'm that. Over. I'm not saying <laughs> But But that's how you answer it, yeah. is, is you... No, that, that's great. I've never heard an answer quite so uh, succinct and excellent as that. Of course, I'm overqualified. I'm bringing 
a lot of skills to you that uh, you really need. But, uh, well, right. Any suggestions on how we can appear younger and vital without looking silly? <laughs> yes, well, those are some of the technology things we talk about. Oh, I all of us get into ruts. Um, we need to have a, ladies out there, you need to have your hair cut. You need to have it colored and styled. Get yeah. rid of the gray. You need a new haircut. I've had the same haircut. I was talking to one of my colleagues about this, who's also mm. my age, and, and I'm in the 60s, um, and saying, you know, and this coach, he says, yes, you need to do a makeover, too. Your hairstyle is old-fashioned. I go, what? <laughs> what? You know, what do you mean? I love my hairstyle. But he says, yes, it's dated. You need a new hairstyle. And that was shocking because we like ourselves. We look the way we do. Yeah. We need to go and, and get a new hairstyle. Men, nothing looks older than white facial hair. I'm oh. sorry. If you have a beard or a mustache and you want to keep your job in corporate America mm. or if you want to look 10 or 20 years younger, shave the facial hair, please. <laughs> Nothing looks as old as a white beard. Mm. That is a, a signal to a millennial that you're a grandfather, and, and that doesn't help you in, in the career. Um, you might want to get professional hair coloring advice, yeah. um, and you might want to make sure you do things like like don't, Talk like old people do. Don't complain. Don't talk about your arthritis. Don't talk about your grandchildren at work. Take your leave off of the top of the desk and hide your arthritis pills in your drawer at work. Those are signs that says you're from an older generation. Yeah, for sure. You want to look younger, act younger. You need to adopt mobile and, and digital habits. I just like, and it's not just like I said, the, the, um, you know, word, um, you need to see what apps are being used. Just recently, mm. yeah. that hot new trend is Slack. Slack is a team networking digital communication tool. And in the last month, just the last month, three different organizations or businesses that I'm with have, have set up communication, preferred communication by Slack. If you don't mm. know what Slack is, you're behind the times. So you need to be on top of what the technology is. Um, for those of us with time, Kim Commando has great radio and, and in, information on technology. Yeah, we have so, her on the radio you know, here. Listen right to here. her. Um, yeah. And then you need to be up on technology of your industry. It's so easy and comfortable to just feel that you know it all and we've yeah. done it all and it's the same old routine thing. But everybody needs to network. And the more important or at risk your job is, the more you need to network and get ties out there. Boy, and I true. highly recommend that people network using their professional trade organizations, your industry association. Every industry, every job has professional organizations at a local level that support it. I work in marketing. My three organizations are the American Marketing Association, the American Advertising Federation, and yeah. the Public Relations Society of America kind of cover yeah. the field. I'm on the board and have been for 15 years of the American Marketing Association. Oh, yeah, that's always a good idea. What that does is it puts you in touch with everything that's new because you have speakers that come into your, pro your programming, brings in speakers who are with hot new trends, what's happening in the yeah. industry. So if you attend these organizations, you will be on the cusp of new technologies, you can take those insights back to the office. You yeah. can share white papers that you get or, or leads or introductions with people, but that will help force you into a position of, of being updated on technology in your industry. And you have to be up-to-date in technology with all the digital stuff going on. Yeah. 
Um, most, uh, many schools, like school districts, will have evening classes, adult education classes. Yeah. Um, some are better than the others, but you could check out that to help hone your computer skills. Um, Goodwill has some job training um, programs that might be of interest. There are some other organizations, but you really need to get out of your comfort zone. And a lot of us, we are not, we are digital dinosaurs. We're not digital natives. It takes a stretch to learn new technology and to adapt new habits. It's hard. It is very, very hard. Well, you wisely tell job seekers you are not, you are a brand, so market yourself like one always. And that sounds great, but how does someone at middle age who to date has had maybe only modest success in their career, how do they establish himself or herself as a must-have ingredient for a targeted employer? How can you and I stand out from all the other folks seeking the same job, in other words? Well, um, one thing is personal branding in terms of how you look, how you dress, yeah. how you appear, how you present yourself. Yeah. Um, many people um, have a distinctive um, a- attribute. Some men wear bow ties. Think of Larry King. Everybody recognizes Larry King, right? Yeah. The suspenders and, and the bow tie. So you yeah. might dress in an appropriate manner or a distinctive manner. Um, I was on a radio interview with another gentleman, and I, I have never seen him, but he says he wears a, 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 a straw hat at all times, okay? <laughs> He's recognizable. He's in a political caucus. They say, you can always find me on the floor because I have a straw hat on. Oh, so you, you adapt visual cues that say who you are. You should yeah. always dress professionally and, and make up professionally, hair professionally. Um, some of the things that you can do is, and it's interesting, a lot of people don't know how to introduce themselves professionally. Yeah. They don't know how to say their own name. Yeah. Um, and this is something that you can change your life tomorrow. Most people, we know our own name, and we're so comfortable with our name and phone number. How many times have you gotten a voice message that says, Hi, this is, blah, 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 blah. call me back, blah, blah, blah. you have no <laughs> idea because they say their name too fast. That's a good the human point. brain can only recognize three or max four syllables at a time. Hmm. So if you say, hi, I'm Barbara Jacobson, all you'll hear is I'm Barbara. <laughs> so you have a new middle name. Adopt a new middle name, which is Space. So you say, my name is Barbara, Space, Jacobson, Barbara <laughs> Jacobson. Yeah. And that allows people to remember your name. That's a good point. Well, you just prepared uh, 12 strategies for baby boomers to keep or land a great job. We don't have time to go through all 12, but can you uh, please give us three or four of the most important uh, of those 12? Well, one of them is LinkedIn. Everybody needs, if you're looking for a job, you need a LinkedIn profile. Social media is very important today, and LinkedIn is basically a, a resume, a job career um, site and 96% of recruiters use it, and mm. 75% of hiring managers will immediately look at your LinkedIn profile. If you don't have an active professional LinkedIn profile, then you will not be found. That's one of the things. Mm. Social media is very important, and it's not for sharing your, your pictures of your kids and your grandkids. No. Um, Facebook can tell people how you spend your time and your energy and who you are as a person. You yeah, volunteer. you got to be careful with Facebook, too. <laughs> yeah, you want to get rid of anything that's, that's out there. Um, political posts, ranting about politics, ranting <laughs> about government or anything negative, um, anything that's crude, uh, those you need to get off of your site. And instead, yeah. you need to show 
how you spend your time and energies. Are you an active professional? Do you attend professional organizations? Do you volunteer for your church? Do you spend the weekends at, at races or at, um, you know, like, like fitness programs or um, building homes for Habitat for Humanity? You yeah. can use your social media pages to showcase positive attributes that an employer will find attractive. Oh, that's great. Well, you um, offer a, a little publication for free download titled Brand You to Land Your Dream Job, a checklist to jumpstart your career. I know I downloaded that. It was great. Where can listeners go to access this download? Well, thank you very much. I did see that, that you did that. Um, you can go to, to a landing page that I have called Hire Me Now, Please. Dot com, yeah. Hire me now, please. Dot com, um, and you'll get this free download, yeah. and it will give you a checklist that kind of is an inventory, so you can see how far along you are in your quest for personal branding to help you establish your dream job. And Boy, it's, it's like twenty-five five little points that'll that'll let you see I'm okay here, or whoops, no, I really need some help there. <laughs> And where should we go to keep up with the progress so we know when your book is available? Okay. Well, my, my regular website is www.brandyouguide.com. Oh, okay. That's And if you, if you download my free book, I, you will be on my mailing list, and I will send you an email and let you know when my new book is coming out, which should be in October. Oh, that's great. Well, well, we'll certainly look forward to that. In conclusion, whether currently employed or not, none of us are destined to spend the rest of our life working uh, at a job that is neither fun nor inspiring. And whatever statistics tell you, if you're over 40 or 50, even 60, you are capable of overcoming the odds and locating that dream job. But first, you need to examine the inner you, assess your strengths, then target a realistic dream job that provides a jumping-off point for the rest of your career. And next, you need to develop and present your brand as a Diane keeps emphasizing an identity that will tell targeted employers who you are, that you are the precise individual right for your dream job, and you're a good buy to serve the employer's needs because most job search guides are too generalized and not prepared just for us. Uh, job seekers in in or past middle age, Diane Hughes has performed a great service by writing a brand new book just for us that's coming out this October, Rebrand and Re- to Reinvent Your Career as Soon as It Hits the Market. Uh, it's something I highly recommend you uh, take a look at. And in the meantime, in the interim, go to her website, brandyouguide.com, or get that download at hiremepleasenow.com and uh, keep up with the status and access her latest job search tips. And thank you so much, Diane Hughes, for your wise advice for us old codgers at Middle Age. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you so much, Roy. I appreciate the time to share this with your listeners. And best of success with your new book. Thank you. Bye for now. Bye-bye. Well, Diane Huth has hit the nail on the head with her comments today and in her brand-new book, Rebrand and Reinvent Your Career, and I suggest you preview it today. For the rest of today's program, I'm going to summarize Chapter 10 of my first book, A Midlife Challenge Wake Up, by me, Roy C. Richards. I'm going to change the focus ever so slightly and talk about what I call the Ten Commandments of Midlife Career Transition. And we're talking about first defining, then targeting the position of your dreams. 
and then either creating that position or branding and selling yourself into that position, working for someone else, an existing organization. But first, a word of warning. If you're currently employed and desire to search for that new position while you retain your present job, some of my suggestions for sharing and job search cooperation will not apply to you. But at least for now, let's concentrate strictly on the search for something new, a position perfectly suited to your talents, personality, aspirations, temperament, financial requirements, and long-term goals. In effect, a position just right for you. And here are a few of my commandments. Commandment number one, I will not search for a job or attempt to transition career all by myself, strictly on my own. Our first rule commands us to target a career plan and conduct research or job search as part of a team. And for some, the team may in fact be simply your spouse and the kids, the crucial requirement to keep the whole family involved. It obviously is a decision that will affect everyone in the family, won't it? And here's the key. Every family member should have input, even the kids if they're old enough to uh, think for themselves. For others, the team may be one or more fellow job seekers attempting to find new jobs or explore alternative careers at the same time. And similar to any team sport, Two or more of you pulling together can accomplish far more than the sum of your individual efforts. Players on successful sports teams challenge one another. Teams can afford to scout around and then hire or consult with an outstanding coach, and I define that term broadly, a mentor or coach to help plan tactics, coordinate efforts, divide labor, condition team members, and inspire optimal efforts. I recommend your team hire a coach or mentor who will help bring out your best. Successful teams win through the coordinated effort of inspired individuals helping each other along, and several teams uh, members can share intelligence and pass by uh, pass along uh, tips to fellow team members. That certainly works as you network together as a team. And remember, football games are won over four quarters, baseball games over nine innings. In like manner, effective career transition is accomplished not from a single burst of energy, but through sustained commitment, research, visualization, and experimentation. And no team member left behind. Members of all successful teams compete internally, but always stand together for the success of all. And here's another big plus. A fellow team member may know of or have contact with someone with a job right up your alley, and you may have known, uh, know of someone who can help him or her. And believe me, you'll feel great if you help someone else find a great job, and you'll have a comrade for life. So how do you form or locate a compatible group of individuals to career transition with? Well, I suggest you begin with the person closest to you, your spouse or significant other. It is often ideal for a husband and wife to proceed through career transition exercises together. Another potential team, uh, former fellow employees, say all of you were left stranded when your region office was closed and there was a mass layoff or your project was terminated. A third possibility, talk with your priest, minister, or rabbi. Are there others in your church or synagogue who also are seeking a new career? I know there are certain churches that have uh, actual 
groups within the church for job search uh, help. And another idea, several major U.S. cities have what they call 40-plus job search clubs where volunteers support each other to help everyone find the job of their dreams. And the best of these provide uh, job search seminars, resume coaching, office support. They even provide a phone answering service that makes it sound like you're at work in the office. Several years ago, I found the 40-plus club of Greater L.A. to be extremely helpful in my job search. And once your team is formed, spend as much time as you can in warm, collective, introductory in a supportive all-for-one, one-for-all environment. Share present life and career experiences and gently critique each member's stated career goals and aspirations. From what you have observed, can you see that person flourishing in his or her targeted career? And after the initial focus sessions, gather periodically at least twice a month to compare notes and monitor each job seeker's progress and it always helps to feel responsible to someone else for getting things done. Therefore, you don't let uh, important job search tasks slide. And once team members begin to take genuine interest in the progress of fellow participants, each one of you will experience the incomparable emotional uplift that accompanies any heartfelt reaching out, and you will receive warm emotional support in return. Believe me, it works. Let's move on to commandment number two. I will affirm my faith in a supreme being and will ask for God's help. If, like me, you believe in a loving God active in human affairs, I encourage you to reaffirm that faith and pray for divine intervention in helping find the job and career just right for you. Let's face it, you are highly unlikely to locate, get hired, and keep the position of your dreams if you remain alienated from God or from your fellow human beings. Regardless of past or present frustration, never forget that you are loved and that you were created for a divine purpose, and it's up to you and me to determine what that purpose is. If needed, first seek God's forgiveness, then seek forgiveness from anyone you may have harmed in the past. As a final step, please make certain to forgive yourself. Then ask our Creator to help you jumpstart your worn-down battery. Pray for deeper insight and a heightened awareness of life's infinite possibilities. Then, for heaven's sake, take the time to meditate and listen for God's answers, which may come in a variety of ways. One more thing, enter every single prayer session with extremely positive expectations. Release your concerns into God's care. Trust in the Supreme Being helps combat our natural human tendency to fear the unknown, doesn't it? Let's move on to commandment number three, and that is I will reaffirm the absolute belief in myself and in my value to others. You know, every single one of us is a unique creation of God with talents, capabilities, unlike anyone else in the whole universe. But do you genuinely believe in yourself and in your ability to serve and prosper? You know, you'll not progress far in successful career transition without first acknowledging your worth as an individual and affirming your unlimited potential to conquer new horizons. I'm not saying you should develop a false, overblown opinion of yourself. Plenty of us have that. On the other hand, it benefits absolutely no one to run yourself down. 
The secret is to position self so that you recognize and love what you're good at and use your talents to contribute maximum value to others. Relive in your mind your most significant accomplishments to date, career and otherwise. What unique aspects of your makeup most contributed to your success? Then visualize personal talents and attributes that you most admire. Seek those out. Ask yourself, am I utilizing these talents and capabilities to the maximum to joyfully serve others and to make my life and theirs more rewarding today? And if not, how best can I relocate or create a job where I can consistently contribute my best attributes to bring value to others and have a great time doing it? Now take a deep breath and repeat after me. I am a unique, one-of-a-kind member of the human community. In return for giving of myself in service to others, I will receive affirmation and blessings from God and recognition and reward from other humans in service to me. If you will recall once again the teaching of Jesus in Matthew 22, verse 39, you shall love your neighbor as yourself. Without love and appreciation of self, you surely will falter in service to others. You may protest, but I'm a simple server in a restaurant, or maybe I'm a grocery store clerk or a uh, plumber, you know, whatever it may be. But it doesn't matter. Every one of us has more than a few opportunities every day to spread joy and kindness to those around us. And if we genuinely enjoy what we're doing and how we're spending our time, that uh, those blessings will show through. Let's move on to commandment number four. I will transition my career as a two-step process. What's that, you say? Uh, Most panicked by a layoff, the tendency for most of us is to respond to job postings madly and accept the first job offered regardless of attractiveness or suitability. It's all like a panic attack. But as competent middle-aged human beings, you and I are too wise for that. We recognize that effective midlife transition is a two-step process. And step one, before we even start sending out resumes, we step back, seek inner peace and positive emotional balance, affirming that loss of our prior job presents us the opportunity to move our vocation closer to the ideal that that one job best for us at this point in our lives and our career. Then we take the time to target the precise nature of the next job we seek. Then step two, we hone necessary talents and rebrand ourselves as the one person uniquely qualified to excel in our targeted position. No matter how dire you perceive your current finances, there are always ways to buy time, at least short-term, for a relaxed, effective two-step career transition. So take those steps now, then take your time to do the job search right, step one and step two. You most certainly will thank yourself later. Let's move on to commandment number five, and this is such an obvious one. I will think, think outside the lines. This fifth commandment reminds us to abandon our comfort zones so we can research and visualize ourselves in positions very different from those we're attempting to performing. By no means should you limit consideration to tried and true career success formulas that worked for you in the past, for they may no longer exist. 
the crux of effective midlife career transition is to explore creative new outlets to apply proven talents and desires, but perhaps in whole new ways. Experimentation with fresh ideas need not be confined to vocation. For example, take the initiative to introduce yourself to someone prominent in your community who you've always wanted to meet. By continually expanding your boundaries, you may discover a career, hobby, or volunteer activity ideally suited to your unique blend of talents, preferences, and personality. And building upon a few early triumphs, you will abandon forever any foolish inhibitions that have plagued you up to now. Also, you may uncover one or more hidden talents that you didn't even know you had that can serve as your very own passport for a brighter tomorrow, both for yourself and for those you love. So start thinking outside the line. And that's the first five of my Ten Commandments for Career Midlife Transition. Take it from me and from millions of others who enjoy waking up every morning. It is possible to enjoy life to the fullest while you earn a living. And by the way, my Ten Commandments work just as well in planning for retirement. How best to spend your time now that you're no longer employed but are financially secure. And I'll be back with Commandments 6 through 10 on a future program. In the interim, for the full story on midlife renewal, including your career, you may wish to purchase my books, A Midlife Challenge, Wake Up, and Wake Up, Captain and Crew, Restart Your Engines. The second book is all about recreating and re-energizing your business or place of work, certainly an essential element in midlife renewal. And both are written by me, Roy C. Richards. You'll find them on Amazon.com or on our website, MiddleAgeRenewal.com. And one final word of advice before I go, if you're seeking a new job or career for whatever reason, please look upon this as an opportunity of a lifetime. This is your opportunity to reposition into that one job, career, or entrepreneurial venture just right for you. This is a targeted rebranding and marketing of one vital product, you. And no one is more qualified for this rebranding than you are. And remember, you and not anyone else are the one in charge. And if you follow my Ten Commandments and the advice offered by Diane Hughes in her new book, rebrand you to reinvent your career, I guarantee that the next career move will be the right one, the opportunity of a lifetime. Now go for it. That's our program for today. Join us again next week on Middle Age Can Be Your Best Age. You've been listening to Middle Age Can Be Your Best Age, hosted by Roy Richards, an expert on midlife renewal and author of both A Midlife Challenge, Wake Up, and Wake Up, Captain and Crew, Restart Your Engines. You can learn more about Roy and his Middle Age Renewal Training System by visiting his website, middleagerenewal.com. 